You're listening to the Hello Awesome Podcast, and this is episode number 146. Wow, guys, here we are. The last episode of season nine. What a journey we have been on together, right? I am so privileged to be able to do this show. Really, these last four years have been incredible, and I know only good things are coming. I just wanted to say again that although the podcast is ending for now, it won't disappear from your podcast player or our YouTube channel. You will still be able to revisit every single episode again and again. Although season 10 is the final season of the podcast, it will live on and you can still find me on Instagram at Hello Awesome Live, being goofy and silly and sharing whatever the Lord has given me on there. I feel so much peace about this new adventure that God has me on and I hope you guys will join me. I have so many more books to write that I have tucked in my heart, especially some new products for children, which are very exciting. I appreciate your prayers and of course your friendship. You all are really the best and thank you for enjoying this season with me. I couldn't think of a better episode to close out season nine than with this powerful testimony of healing by my sweet friend, Megan Worley. Megan went for routine blood work only to suffer an injury from a fall that lasted months. As her body involuntarily twitched, Megan found herself putting her faith in healing in the hands of a God she thought she knew. Join me as Megan shares each moment of her story and how the Lord fully healed her in an instant. I love you, my sweet friends, so very much. Please enjoy this encouraging message. Thank you for being here on the Hello Awesome podcast. Here is the last episode of season nine that I am calling God Healed Me with Megan Worley. Hey guys, I'm JC. Are you ready for real conversations about faith, business, and life? Me too. This is the Hello Awesome podcast where I bring forth topics and truthful insights that will encourage you to make intentional choices and pursue God with your whole heart. Are you ready to say hello to the awesome blessings that God has for you? All right, let's do this. Hey, before we get into this episode, let me just share with you a couple of things some of my friends are doing. Over at Oneness Essentials, you can get handcrafted soap and beauty products that will make your skin fall in love with you again. Go to onenesssoapbiz.com and use our special code HELLO8 for 15% off your next order. Also, Jessica's Most Modest has some amazing clothing that you need in your wardrobe next season. Go to JessModest.com and use our code HelloAwesome for 15% off today. Years ago, when Summer Neal was asked to take over her church's social media, she didn't know where to start. She didn't know how to create content. She was not a professional photographer or videographer, and she didn't know a thing about how to connect people with online. Well, Summer does now, and she's eager to share that knowledge with you. The Social Pentecostal is a social media consulting company that seeks to empower the church to utilize social media effectively to reach the loss and to make heaven bigger by teaching social media's best practices to church leaders and creatives. The Social Media Pentecostal offers monthly online training through 
the Social Pentecostal community. Follow her on social media at the Social Pentecostal to learn tips and tricks for your church's social media management and content creation. God does not need professionals. He simply needs a willing vessel. Let the Social Pentecostal help you bring glory to God on social media, and together you can reach the lost and make heaven bigger. For more information, visit thesocialpentecostal.com. For the month of April, I am so excited to share a brand new sponsor of the Hello Awesome podcast, Pentecostal Publishing House. PPH is an incredible resource where you can find Bibles, books, ebooks, and so much more to help enrich your faith walk with God. They've been a big supporter of my own books as well, distributing them across the nation to different conferences and events like NAYC and the UPCI General Conference. This month only, use my discount code AWESOME to get 10% off your online order. This is the perfect opportunity if you have been wanting to buy one of my books or to stock up on my books for your personal library or small group. To be honest, you don't even have to buy any of my books. Whatever you order on PentecostalPublishing.com, all you have to do is just use my code to get that special discount. I also have a link in the show notes if you would like that as well. Again, for the month of April, use my code AWESOME for 10% off your next PPH order. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Hello Awesome podcast. I have been amazed by these conversations that I've had for the season, and I know that you guys are being blessed too. And today is going to be no different. Megan, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, for being available and willing to share your story with us. Before we get into that, I would love it if you can just share with everybody a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yes. Hi, JC. Thank you so much. Again, I just want to thank you for asking me to um, be on your podcast. Um, I am truly humbled. Um, my, as you've already said, my name is Megan Worley. Um, I currently right now I'm living in uh, Tampa, Florida. I attend Tampa Life Church. Um, pastor Robert Tisdale is my pastor. Um, and currently I'm not in school. I recently graduated in 2021 from Urshan, uh, with my bachelor's in human services. Um, so right now I'm just kind of I'm not in school at the moment, but I'm just working. I work at a roofing company. Um, I'm the personal assistant to the owner there. So kind of just doing administrative work right now. Um, And yeah, that's kind of, I guess, a brief description of me, kind of Mm -hmm. my life right now. So, I mean, first of all, Florida is one of my favorite places to visit. So (laughs) right there, I'm already jealous because I'm in Connecticut and the weather here is ridiculous. Um, yeah, but, uh, that's so cool that you graduated from Urshan. Um, I have, I think there's somebody else on this podcast, um, season that goes to Urshan now. And, um, yeah, it's just a wonderful, a wonderful school from what I've heard. And, um, how was that as far as like, um, experience for you just to, to sum it up? I mean, I know that's like a big question, but yeah, no, no. Um, honestly, it was one of the best experiences, um, probably of my life. I went later, um, mm-hmm. when I was like 20, 21. Um, so I wasn't like a fresh, like a true freshman when I went in. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was like 
for me, when I went, it was around the perfect timing that God needed me to go. And it really, um, the overall experience just helped me break out of my shell. Um, I was, I'm still am, I was always an introverted person and that's just my personality, but it helped me to be more of a people person to Mm -hmm. kind of get, push myself in situations and circumstances with people that maybe I wouldn't necessarily like, you know, go up and like talk to the random person or whatever, but it helped me to really just grow in that. Um, and just spiritually, it took me to so many, so many, uh, deeper levels, um, and God in my relationship with him. And I gained so many beautiful friendships, um, from that too. So overall, um, my experience at Urshan was just, it was a beautiful, beautiful thing. And some days I miss it. Um, but I do, I am enjoying the season of life after, um, just, you know, the adult life, I guess. Um, yeah, so. no homework. <laughs> yeah, no homework. I do not miss that. So, um. no papers due the next day, you know, 10 page papers. Yes. No, um, no. Well, that's awesome. I'm, I'm really glad to hear that. And I'm proud of you for finishing because it's hard. I know. Yeah. You know, doing yeah. school like that and, you know, being away from home and things like that. But, um, yeah. So what's really cool is, um, this online life that we get to be connected with to the bigger body of Christ. And so mm-hmm. uh, I don't even know how I came across it, to be honest, but I came across the video of you sharing your testimony about healing. And I had to watch it. Like, I don't even know how many times it's probably an embarrassing <laughs> amount, but I mean, it blessed my heart because of the conviction and the way that you spoke with such anointing um, in that moment. And what service was that? Was that a service? Was that um, like at your church? Was that Urshan? I can't remember. Um, no, it was at my church. Um, yeah, it was just a, <clears throat> excuse me, it was like just a regular, um, I think the actual service was like, it was a part of a series, but it was like when I got up and uh, was able to, was speaking, it was mm-hmm. just during like our worship service. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it actually, it was kind of crazy just how it all happened. Um, prior to the yeah. service, they had prepped me. They were like, um, you know, we want our worship leader had come up to me and he said, um, I might call you up. He's like, we want to, you know, share your testimony. He's like, if, you know, it works out with the timing of everything, he's like, I might just share a snippet of it. He's like, or I might have, you know, call you up. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, you know, whatever. No pressure. <laughs> yeah, no pressure. And I was actually mm-hmm. on uh, scheduled for that service for photography. I help, you know, with that ministry. So I was running around. So I told him, I was like, well, I'll be around. I said, I'll be running everywhere. I was like, so just, you know, if you do call me up, just like, let me know so I can, you know, get to the spot where I need to be. Mm -hmm. Um, But he, so it was funny. The first, he went to like the worship leader, um, went to pause in his set and he was going to explain what happened. And he didn't end up calling me up um, the, the first time. And I am not the type of person where I've like got to be up there. (laughs) I'm not Mm -hmm. like, I'm very quiet, very reserved. Um, I've gotten more out of my shell, um, in the past few years, but like who I am, like to my core, I'm very just like behind the scenes, don't really want to be seen type of person. So Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, you know, this is fine. He's got it. And I, you know, Um, and so, uh, he, you know, gave some of the details and 
you know, it was awesome. It was great. And then I was off to the side and my pastor had come up to me and he looked at me and he's like, I don't know what happened. He's like, you were supposed to go up there and share that. He mm. said, and I was like, it's okay. It's, it's, it's all right. You know? And I was like, <clears throat> wasn't too worried about it, but something inside me, I don't know what it, I just felt God just like impressing on me that I had something to say to these people. Yeah. And I'm like, I, this never, <laughs> this never happened. Like, I don't ever feel that strong that mm -hmm. I have to speak something publicly I'll, you know, I'll feel that impression if I have to go pray for somebody or if it's like a, you know, one-on-one -on -one conversation, but never where it's public like that with, right. you know, and so, um, so I'm, I'm running around taking pictures and the worship service is going on and I just keep, I just can't get away from this word that God's impressed upon me that I felt like I needed to share the testimony. I felt like I needed to share something with it. And I was like, oh, but I missed my chance. <laughs> I was like, you know, the worship leaders already closed it out, not closed, closed out that portion of the service for the testimony. And I was like, there's no, I was in my mind. I'm like, I don't, there's, there's not a second chance. And so I just, I literally prayed. I said, God, I said, I don't know how you're going to do it. I said, but I need you to get Pastor Giselle on the same page as I am right now. And I said, I need you to just get him in the same vein as me. So mm -hmm. that I said, I, I don't know why, but you know, I just feel like I need to say whatever you've got on my heart. Yeah. And literally, I think it was minute, not even minutes, seconds after I prayed that um, pastor got up on stage and he's very, he's a very animated, like, doesn't go with the set schedule. He will like <laughs> change it all up. So this wasn't really out of the ordinary for him. He has no problem stopping a worship set in the middle of it and being like, <laughs> Hey, you know, um, which is, I love I, that. <laughs> yes, I appreciate my pastor so, so much. And mm -hmm. I also, I just want to pause, give honor to him, um, and his wife, um, through all of this, um, I really would not have been able to get through it all. And I appreciate them and their ministry and their influence in my life. Um, but, uh, so he gets up there and <clears throat> he said, uh, he, that's when he calls me up and I'm just, as I go, I'm going up there and I just, I'm just thinking God, I'm like, and but I'm like scared to death. Cause I'm like, there's so many people here. <laughs> and I was, I was like, does my hair look okay? Is my outfit okay? I was like all these things rushing through your mind. And I'm like, I don't have time to worry about that. I'm like, you know, it is what it is. Um, and so get up there. And at this point, not a lot of people um, knew other than, other than the people at my church knew actually what was going on in my life and maybe a few of my close friends. So I guess before I get into the whole testimony um, of what happened on Sunday of that video that you came across, mm -hmm. um, I guess I can share some, basically the backstory yeah, of how, yeah, I, how I got there. Um, and this is actually the first time I'm actually sharing this uh, with other than like uh, with close fa family and friends, nobody really knows the backstory. So it's pretty exciting, uh, for me to get to officially share everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. so 
back in July, July 27th to be exact, I went to the doctor um, to get some uh, blood work done. Nothing like major. I didn't have like any issues or anything. I was just um, just going to kind of get some testing done. And um, so I had never, ever in my life gotten blood work done. Um, I'm 25, but I've just never, <laughs> never uh, had the need to get it done. And so sure. I, I go, I was, uh, I had actually went on my lunch break during the day. It was maybe like five minutes from my office. So I was like, this will be quick and easy. Go in to the appointment. My mom um, had come with me just for just backup support because I've just like never done, like never done blood work before. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she sits with me in the appointment and then they were actually able to get me into the lab to get the blood work done that day. And so my mom, she's like, well, she's like, it's just, um, she's like, they'll be quick. She's like, I've got to go uh, run an errand. So she, um, she had left. Um, and so I go back to their lab um, and they take me back uh, get, doing the whole thing. I sit in the chair um, and they only take, I think it was like, two just two small vowels but again I've never (laughs) I've never gone through that so in my mind I'm looking and I'm like oh my gosh this is just so much I was just very intimidating yes yeah Yeah. yes Mm -hmm. it's so um I was like I felt a little off felt a little funny and I was just like man but I was like you know maybe this is normal I was like you know I've never had blood draw but I was like I know it can be a little like nerve-wracking at first and so I just felt felt funny but in the nurse she'd asked me she's like are you all right and I was like oh yeah I'm okay and so she finished her thing it was like literally seconds and I get up and she's like okay she's like well you're good to go and I was like all right so I'm just I walk out um and as I'm walking out of the like the lab everything starts to get real muffled (laughs) my ear Mm -hmm. my hearing starts to go Um, and I'm just like, I am not okay. And I was like, felt like I was going to pass out, which I had only passed out one time before. And it was when I was home. Um, and I had never like, I didn't fully black out. I was still Mm -hmm. pretty, like I could hear stuff going around me, but I just remember that feeling. And I was like, oh gosh, I was like, I can't, cannot pass out. (laughs) So I walk out the door and I'm still in the facility at this point. And, um, there was, right outside the lab door, it was just this big wall and there was like some water fountains there. And I Mm -hmm. lean up against the wall and I'm just praying. I was like, God, do not let me pass out. Whatever you do. I'm like, please just do not. Well, I'm praying. And as I'm praying that I just am gone. Like I fall back, hit my head um, on the tile floor Mm -hmm. and I was, I blacked out. I don't remember like hearing anything. I was like, I was blacked out. And then the next thing I remember uh, this random stranger uh, lady, she's uh, looking over. She's like, ma'am, ma'am, can you hear me? Can you hear me? They're shaking me, trying to wake me up. And instantly, I just, like, when I came to, I was so embarrassed. I was just like, oh, my gosh, I cannot believe oh. I did this. It was just instant embarrassment. I was yeah. like, oh, like, how could I have let, like, how could I have been so foolish? Like, you know, and so um, they the there was like the lady who had drew my blood uh, her and another tech they came out and they instantly picked uh got me up off the ground and they um sat me down got me some juice crackers to kind of get me 
get my color back. They're like, you're very, very pale. They're like, don't you, you need to just take a minute, come to. And in my mind, I'm such a, like, I'm a very go-getter type of person where I'm like, no rest, like keep going. And all I could think of is I was like, I've got to get back to work. (laughs) I was like, I'm only on my lunch break. I don't have much time in my mind. I'm like, I've got to get back to work. And so um, they were like, well, you need to just rest here. They're like, is there anybody we can call? Uh, Or, you know, is anybody here with you? And I said, and I was just like, I was able to, I remembered everything. And I was like, no, I said, um, I said, my mom, she was here. I said, but she left. And they're like, okay, well, they're like, you just need to stay here until you get your strength back. So I think I was there for about 15 minutes. um, And they uh, had taken me back to just kind of to a more private area where I could get like get my closure or not closure, but get my, uh, composure myself. Yeah. yeah, Composure. Yes. Get myself together and everything. And so So you weren't on the hallway floor. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. uh, so I got myself together and I was like, I'm good. And I was like, I'll, I'll be fine. Like I felt strong enough. I could drive back to work again. It was only five minutes up the road. So I wasn't too, too worried, but so they let me go. Uh, one of the nurses did walk me to my car. Um, and I get in and the first thing I did, I called my mom and she's not knowing obviously anything that goes on. She's like, Hey, like I'll chip her. She's like, how's it going? Like that's, that's my mom. She's just super crazy like that. And I was like, uh, not very good. I said, I, I just passed out. And, and she was like, what did you just say? She was freaking out. And I was like, I'm fine. I said, I'm, I'm okay. So they gave me some juice and crackers. I was like, I'll be fine. I was like, I'm going back to work. And she's like, oh my gosh, Megan. She was like 45 minutes away. She was like, there's nothing I can. I was like, don't worry. I was like, it's fine. I'm fine. Um, and so she's like, this is not okay. She's like, I'm, I'm not okay right now. You're not going to be okay. And I was like, I'm fine, really. Um, my head was in a lot of pain. I, I had a pretty massive headache, um, but I was like, that's normal. I just fell and hit my head. So I get back to work, let my boss know kind of what happened. Um, and I, uh, probably maybe 10 minutes goes by and like, um, as I'm at work, my head just keeps like, it was just like, in I don't even know how to describe it. The headache, it was like a headache on like steroids. Like it was like, so, 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 massive um and I was like I just I'm not I don't feel normal like I didn't feel like myself right and one of my coworkers, um she's like my second mom at work she and she used to be a nurse she um comes up to my office and she was like are you all right she's like you you don't look and I she's like you don't look right and I was like explained to her what happened and she said you need to go get checked out She's like, you could have a concussion. And I said, no, I was like, I'm fine. Like, I don't, you know, don't need to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and as time went on, this was probably, so when everything happened, it was about like 3.30 in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, I get off of work every day around five. So I like stayed at work till five and I had actually called my mom or I had texted her. And I just said, Hey, do you think you could come pick me up? I just, cause I just didn't feel comfortable driving 20 minutes from work all the mm-hmm. way to home. And so she's like, absolutely. So she comes and she picks me up and, uh, on my way home, my 
uh, right shoulder starts like twitching, just like uncontrollably. And I was like, this is kind of weird. So I was like, and my mom looks at me, she's like, you all right? And I was like, yeah, I was like, I don't know what's, what's going on. I was like, my arm is just twitching. So she gets me home and I think they had given me ibuprofen, which we later found out they should not have done that, but it was mm-hmm. kind of too late. Um, so they, cause we just didn't know what to do. And she's like, drink some water. And, but the whole time my right shoulder, it's trailing, which is now trailing down to my whole arm really is just shaking uncontrollably. Um, and it was going from my right arm to my left arm. Both arms were just shaking like wow. uncon- uncontrollably. And so, uh, this was on a Wednesday night. I had, um, I had, I think this was the start of our junior high class at church and I was supposed to be there kind of like, um, just going through the introductions and just being there with the kids. And I, and my, so I was like, in my mind, I'm like, I've got things to do. Like, I don't have time to not be okay. Like I've got things to do. I'm just going to push through it. And my dad looked at me and he said, you're not going anywhere. He's like, you, you're, you're not okay. He's like, you need to rest. And I was like, I can't, I was like, I have, I have stuff to do. (laughs) Um, and then once they started noticing the shaking wasn't stopping, um, they were just super as any parents would be, they were just really, really concerned. And so, um, they called, um, the hospital and, um, basically they took me to the emergency room that night um it was really scary I in my mind am I going to like worst case scenario I'm thinking maybe I have a you know internal bleeding going on I don't know my head I my head still hurt the the like headache never let up um Mm -hmm. and that was it so I fell at three that afternoon and this was probably around like I think six o'clock is when they drove me to the hospital um so for three hours it was just this constant pain um, in my head. And so I was just, I was thinking the worst. I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen to me. I'm thinking in my mind, I'm like, are they going to have to shave my head to do surgery? I'm just like, all these things are going through right. my mind. Yeah. Um, cause you know, you just, it, you, you know, you never, you hear stories of people falling or, um, hitting their head and, you know, people instantly are dying from, you know, just if they hit it just right. And so, Mm-hmm. anything really could have happened. And so, uh, they get me in and I am just, I, I'm trying, I guess the best way I can describe how I looked, I guess on the outside is if think of somebody with Parkinson's, um, like mm-hmm. that, just that shaking constantly, that is, that's how I looked. Um, and it was just nonstop and I couldn't, I couldn't stop it. Like I couldn't control it. I would try mm-hmm. like with in my mind, I would like, like take a deep breath and I would like try and calm myself down and it would stop for a second. Um, and then it just kept picking back up. And so, mm-hmm. um, they were, so when I got to the hospital, they were able to see me and they wanted to uh, run some tests on my brain, um, make sure, you know, there was no internal bleeding, um, run some tests on my neck. Cause when I fell, I did fell on my neck as well. So uh, they just wanted to just take extra precaution and just make sure nothing was wrong there. Um, So 
I don't think I ended up, well, when they took me back, they were doing like routine blood work. And that was like, I guess I, what I learned from this experience is that I cannot, uh, go if I ever donate blood or if I ever get blood work done I can't go it alone um because yeah at this it what why I passed out I think it was at the side of my own blood or just that feeling Mm -hmm. um is what caused me to pass out and so when they had taken me back to kind of run some tests um they were trying to put an IV in my arm and my dad was with me and he's like she tends to pass out he's like we just learned this today you know, so just, and so they're like, okay, okay. And it was like, within seconds of them putting that needle in my arm, I was like, looked at my dad and I was like, I'm not okay. And I almost passed out for like a second time that day, but thankfully oh my I was goodness. good. <laughs> I was like, this is just not good. So Poor Megan. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. It was, Awful. it was crazy. Um, but I get in the hospital. They, uh, I was in the waiting room probably up until, uh, like 1 a.m. I don't think I was able to get a, a room until 1 a.m. that next morning, but um, they kept me overnight. They wanted to try some medications to maybe see if that would help subside it or help, you know, get rid of it. They just, their first thing that they said to me, they're like, well, we've never seen this from a brain injury. Um, they've like, we've never seen this side effect ever. We don't know why you're shaking. Um, and so, so that was a little unsettling, you know, they don't have answers. So it's like, okay, um, you're supposed to have the answers. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, um, so I finally get a room and, um, I had, um, I had to let everybody know prior to getting a room and just being kind of just waiting in the hospital waiting room, um, I had to let everybody know kind of what's going on. Um, and one of my best friends, he had come up to just make sure I was okay. And he, he later told me, he said, Megan, he said, I didn't know what I was going to walk into. He's like, I didn't know if you were going to be like unconscious and brain dead. He's like, I had no idea what I was walking into. He's like, I've never been so scared in my whole life. Um, but, um, he came and he sat with me for a little bit. And so, um, but I was, I'm a very, very private person. And so I had a bunch of people, they were like, we want to come see you. We want to come see you and pray for you and all this. And I was like, I appreciate you and I will accept and take all the prayers. I was like, but I just, I didn't want to see anybody. I was very, I mean, I just yeah. felt embarrassed. Um, I was just, I was very in a very vulnerable state. And I was like, you know, yeah, this that is, makes- I don't want. Yeah, I was like, I don't want yeah. anybody to see me like this, be shaking uncontrollably. <laughs> I was like, you know. Um, yeah, and you and don't know so, what's going on. You don't really have all your the answers. And sometimes right. when people are there, they're trying to be nice, but then they start asking questions and it kind of makes it like more of like right. this, this like pressure, I guess, or just like extra chaos on top of the chaos. So I, I yes. get it. Yes, yeah. And um <clears throat> like around all this time, it was already just a stressful time of my life personally, just with work, um, just like relationships and family and just everything a lot. It was like, I couldn't have like had this happen to me at a more worse time in my life. Mm -hmm. And so this was just kind of like the icing on the cake. And so um, uh, a lot of like, 
one of the doctors at one point said this could be stress related, you know, all of that. So once I was able to finally get a room, they kept me um, for like two days. I had to do an MRI. Um, thankfully, uh, the MRI, uh, from what they said, they said everything came back on the with the brain. Everything came back good. There was no um, uh, there was no internal bleeding or anything like that that they could see. So that was wow. a huge, huge blessing. Yeah, I was very, very thankful for that. Yeah. Um, and so they did notice, though, like when they did my neck, um, they had noticed like a um, a fusion in my vertebrae. But they said that was from birth. Like I've had like that was just something that had has always been there. Um, but they did notice um, a herniated disc. Um, one of I can't remember what the numbers were now, but it was like I think it was five and six in between there or something uh there was like yeah one of the discs were herniated and so yeah later on one of the um the not one of but the neurologist um at the time he came in and he kind of explained my dad was there with me um he explained kind of what was going on and he's he was very uh relaxed with it all he was like well he said I've never seen this he's like I've been doing this 20 plus years he's like and I've never ever seen uh tremors as a result of a fall or a brain injury he said so this is kind of new to me and I'm just again I'm sitting there and I'm like great I'm just like this is awesome like everybody just that was what they kept saying they're like I've never seen this this is this is new um Oh my goodness. It's like not what you want to hear. You're like, no. Yeah. I was like, you're supposed to know. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, And he, uh, he had told me the neurologist told me, he said, well, he's like, honestly, he's like, I think seven to 10 days, you know, you should be more than fine. He's like, I think this is going to go away on its own. I'm not really worried about it. Um, he's like, if you want a second opinion, obviously, you know, we do encourage you to, you know, go get a second opinion as well. He's like, but really he's like, um, they prescribed me, um, like they, they kept thinking it was, um, anxiety related. They thought, um, they kept thinking like I had anxiety and all this stuff. And I'm like, look, I was like, you know, this is obviously a very stressful situation. I was like, but I, my mental state, I was like, is good. (laughs) I was Mm -hmm. like, I don't have anxiety. That is not something that I, you know, ever really struggle with. And I was like, I'm, I'm good. I was like, am I stressed? yeah, a little bit because I just fell and I was alone and, you know, um, but I was like, that's, that's not abnormal. That's not uncommon. Um, so everything that they prescribed or trying to prescribe me was for anxiety. Um, and I think that even in the hospital, they had prescribed me actually a seizure medicine, seizure medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, but that made me sleepy. <laughs> I've just, all I wanted to do was sleep, which was really strange. Whenever I would sleep, the tremors would stop. Um, when I would sleep. So that was really interesting. But I had told them, I said, well, I'm 25 years old. I work a full-time job. I was like, I can't sleep all day. You know, I was like, I can't take this medicine and really have a quality of life. So, um, so I didn't take, uh, they didn't prescribe that to me when I went home, but, um, they had prescribed like Xanax and stuff like that. And, um, I'm obviously not anti-medicine. Um, I know there is like purpose for it and whatever, but 
um, I am just very cautious um, for myself personally, like what I choose to take just because I don't know. I just, I know there's so many things that are very addictive and they are very, you know, and so I'm just more cautious when it comes to stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And so, yeah. Um, And so uh, when they, when I, they finally discharged me, um, I can't, I went home and uh, I was still shaken. Like nothing had really subsided at all. Um, And I just didn't really know kind of what was going to happen next. Um, The neurologist did advise. He's like, look, he's like, if you can, he said, I would try and take a week off of work, which I was like, oh my gosh, a whole week. (laughs) He's like, if you can, he's like, I think this might be stress related. He's like, if you have a lot of stress, you know, at work, he said this, this could be um, feeding in to what, you know, feeding into it. And I was like, well, so thankfully, I'm very thankful. Um, my boss um, is very flexible and he is very understanding. Um, and so I just had messaged him. I gave him the full backstory, everything going on. And um, I said, I'm, I'm going to need, I said that, you know, the doctor advised to take a week off of work. I said, I know this is a lot. Um, I was like, but I have an, another doctor's appointment this week, hopefully to get some more answers. And I was like, you know, so he was very understanding. Um, he let me take that whole week off just to really rest. Um, and just, yes. Yeah. I was very, very, very thankful. Um, and really during that week, and I wasn't even able to drive because my, it was literally the shaking was just, it was in both arms, super, super bad. Like, um, when I tell you, like, I couldn't even, um, like there were some things I could do that it kind of subsided, um, and it wasn't as bad, but, um, that week was, uh, my younger brother's birthday and he loves Legos. <laughs> and so I'm sitting with him and I went to go, you know, build Legos with him and my hands were shaking so bad. I couldn't even put a Lego together. Like I, I it was wow. like putting Legos together was a challenge and, you know, putting obviously kids put Legos together that's like oh, not yeah. difficult at all but we're a big me, Lego house over here yeah yes yes um and so I was just I will never forget feeling so defeated and mm. I was just like oh my gosh is this gonna be how it is forever um and uh there was <clears throat> whatever I would talk on the phone um it would get like more agitated and it would just go crazy. Like my arms and shoulders were just like shaking, moving all over the place. And there was one, uh, yeah, there was one day, um, I had gotten off the phone with a friend of mine. She was like, Hey, you want to, um, you know, come over, come like, come over and do something. I can't remember what it was. And I was like, well, I can't drive right now. And so she's like, Oh, she's like, no, no, no. She's like, never mind. She's like, don't worry. She's like, you need to just rest. And so I felt so helpless. And I was like, you know, this isn't in my mind. I'm like, this isn't fair. And and just kind of going through my mind. And I went to hang up the phone and I had a cup of coffee on the counter. And I went to try and pick up the cup of coffee and I couldn't even pick up the cup of coffee. And I just like kind of stood there at the counter and just tears just start rolling down my face. And my mom and dad were in the room and it was just really silent. And they looked at me and they're like, are you all right? And I just looked at them and I said, I just can't pick up my cup of coffee. Um, 
Mm-hmm. And just kind of thinking about it back, like thinking back to it, it was just very emotional um, time of my life. So yeah. much um, unknown. I didn't have any answers. I didn't know why this was happening to me. Um, mm-hmm. And I was just, I was confused. Um, and I knew people were praying for me. I had, a, I have an incredible support system. So I didn't necessarily feel alone, but I was just, I, I just didn't have any answers. And I'm my personality, the type of person I am, I always like to have a plan in place. I always mm-hmm. like to know, you know, what's coming next, A, B, C, D. I always need to know, you know, the next step. So for me, this was definitely a learning curve and God was definitely putting me through a test. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, just, I mean, it's good. I mean, you have support, but they are not going through it. Like they, right. they're, they're not in your body knowing your thoughts and knowing how you feel. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it was crazy because I just, I remember um, one night just, I'm like in my room, just kind of in my, by myself. And I was just thinking, and I said, everything that's happening to me externally, I feel like is a representation of everything going on inside and everything else going on in my life. There were situations mm-hmm. with friends and family and work I couldn't control. I had no control over them and there was nothing that I could do to save it. There was nothing I could do to change it. Um, and that's that was what was going on with my body. My arms and my shoulders, they were shaking uncontrollably and I couldn't do anything. I couldn't stop it. I couldn't you know, change it. Um, and, and so I was like, you know what, God, I just remember praying and I was like, I don't know why this is happening to me, but I'm going to trust you and I'm, you know, going to keep praising you and I'm going to keep living, (laughs) you know, I'm not going to let this stop me. I'm not going to let, you know, this sideline me. And, and, you know, I'm like, I've got to keep living. I've got to keep doing life. Um, and so, for that, for that week when I was home, um, I, you know, I, looking back, I really needed it. Work was very stressful at that time. And so it was good for me to just kind of take a break, unplug, reset. Um, but in my mind, I was thinking because the neurologist had told me when I was at the hospital, seven to 10 days, you know, this is, this should subside. Well, seven to 10 days rolls around and I still was shaking uh, just as bad as I had been the very first day. Um, so I was a little discouraged there. Um, yeah. And um, it was, so this was, so it all happened back in July. Um, so for really um, all of this, it continued for three months. Um, so July of 2022? Yeah. So this year, July of 2022, um, wow. up until... The last, the last day I had ever had a tremor was October 30th of this year. Um, So about almost really almost three months, like to the day, um, which is crazy. Um, And so uh, I had scheduled another neurologist appointment um, at the very beginning, like back in August. Um, They, but they were so booked out, they weren't going to be able to get me in until October. And I was like, oh my word, this is, I need this now. Like I need answers now. Um, and so 
I was like, well, you know, we're just going to keep trying. If there's other neurologists around that can get me in sooner, you know, we'll do that. Obviously, we'll have to just wait till October. Um, And so I kind of just learned to just kind of live with it, I guess. I didn't really let it stop me. Um, I was able to drive. I kind of just drove with one hand (laughs) because um, my right hand obviously was just, it would just constantly shake. Um, And so I kind of just, just learned to just work around it. Um, Mm -hmm. Typing on the computer was difficult at first. um, And it was, it still continued to be difficult, but I just was like, I've got to do this for work. You know, I've got to write, I've got to do all of this stuff. So um, I just, I never let it stop me. Um, But I would be lying if I, you know, didn't say like there were days where I would just sit in my room and I would cry because I was so confused and I didn't understand, you know, I felt weird and I felt odd. Like, you know, I'm standing still and my arms are just shaking, you know, people, you know, who don't know me that they look at me and they're like, what is going on? Like, (laughs) like she looks Mm. crazy. Like, why is she shaking? Um, so, um, yeah, for three months, it just, um, it just didn't stop. It didn't go away. There actually, I take that back. There was two days, um, in August, like, I think it was like the beginning of August where it had stopped, like, well, it hadn't stopped, but it was very minimal. And I was like, whoa, I was like, okay, I think, I think I'm on the other side of this. I was like, I think we're moving past it. Um, we have youth prayer at our church on Saturday nights and um, my pastor's wife, um, she knows she's like, God is, she's like, you know, God is a healer. He's a miracle worker. And she's like, look at this. Like at the time I, I had, like, I hadn't been shaking. And so she's, you know, going to praise God for this miracle and all this. Well, that night when I had come home from prayer, I was <clears throat> in my living room doing something I was just I think I'd actually fallen asleep in a chair and um I just remember waking up and like my arm started shaking again and I was like no 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 I was like there's there's no way I was like it's gone like I've I've healed and it just continued to shake and then in the next morning when I woke up it's hadn't stopped and I was frustrated because I was on photography for church that Sunday morning. And I was like, how am I going to take pictures when I'm shaking? I was like, this is not, I don't know how this is going to happen. And so um, I just felt so, so, so defeated. And I was like, God, I, I don't even, I really don't even know how to describe how it felt in that moment because I was like, well, I thought I was healed. And it's like, psych, just kidding. (laughs) You're not. Um, and so, um, yeah. And so after that is when it just kept, it just was this constant, like my arms just constantly were shaking and everybody, you know, everybody close to me and around me knew, um, I never, um, publicized it, uh, when it was happening just because I don't know, I, again, like I said earlier, I'm just a very private person. And so I just didn't really want to draw, attention to it um especially Mm -hmm. because I didn't have answers and I didn't know you know what was going to happen or you know and so um 
I, uh, I just continued and I lived life. And, um, one of my best friends, she, um, had come up to me, I think it was not long after it had first happened. And she's like, I've been praying for you. And she said, I felt God give me a word. And she said, I feel like the season you're in, you're kind of like Job. She said, I feel like there's been a lot of things taken from you in your life. You know, personally, I've had, I had friendships and relationships kind of stripped from me, um, prior Mm -hmm. to my fall. And I just felt like I was like (laughs) falling and, and getting these tremors was kind of like the last, just, I felt like I was just like, okay, what, you know? And she said, I feel like this is your life kind of, she's like, obviously not, you know, to the extreme she said but she's like it's it's just everything is very hard for you right now and she said but god told me to tell you that if you'll just keep worshiping me through all of this that he's going to heal you and he's going to get the glory and you're going to see a miracle and i i took that and i you know i believed that every day i never i never for never once never, ever once didn't think God wasn't going to heal me. Um, Mm -hmm. It was just all in a matter of his timing. Um, And there was uh, actually, I want to say probably a couple months prior to my fall and everything. I had a friend or probably about a month. I had a friend text me um, and she had recorded a voice memo for me of her just reading the word of God over me. Um, I was just at that time, I was just in a very low spot, very brokenhearted. And I just needed the word of God and she knew exactly what to do. And so she prayed the word of God over me. And there was one night um, during all of this, I was listening to that voice memo over and um, the scripture, the last scripture that she prayed, it was Psalms 147, um, three through five. Um, and it said, he healeth the broken in heart and he bindeth up their wounds. He telleth the number of stars and he calleth them all by their names. Great is our Lord and of great power. His understanding is infinite. And her um, homework for me, whenever she gave me that, she said, you need to go outside. She's like, and I hope you can, you're somewhere where you can see stars. And she said, I want you to just say that over again. He healeth the broken in heart and he bindeth up their wounds. And I just remember sitting outside and I'm looking at the stars and I'm just, tears are falling. And I was like, God, you're going to heal me. I was like, because you're great. And I said, you've put all of these stars in place. And if you can do that, then I know you can heal me. I don't know when, and I don't know how, but I know you can heal me. Yeah. Um, and I wanted so badly for it to be instant and instant healing. Um, but I just kept feeling God had actually told me he's, I just felt, I knew it wasn't going to be instant. Um, I don't know why I just felt like for whatever reason, because I knew for a fact, if God wanted to instantly heal me, he definitely could. God can do anything. Um, but I don't think he would have gotten, all of the glory that he should have gotten if it was instant. And so definitely there is a reason why it lasted as long as it did. Um, And during all of that, I um, 
had, there was an evangelist that had come to our church and I think this was probably back in September. Um, and he had come over and he had prayed for me and not, I don't, there's not a lot of people, um, like I can just very rarely probably in the last five years that have prayed over me and spoken specifically things that, you know, really read my mail (laughs) that hasn't really happened, um, in quite some time. And, uh, that are like, you can tell that they know that they've been with the Lord. Yes. 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 (laughs) Um, yeah. And so this, this was that instance. Um, and he had come over and he put his hand on my head and he's praying over me. And the first things he said is he said, you're not going to know the details. <laughs> and I was like, okay. In my mind, my first thought, I was like, wrong. I was like, this is not from the Lord. I was like, there's no way. I was like, you've got this wrong. Um, and he <laughs> said, you're not going to know the details. Um, he said, and he just started, um, he, he said, one of the things he said, he's like, I, I rebuke the paralysis of analysis. And basically for me, what that meant, I'm, I'm such an analytical person. I'm, I want to know the details, which I said earlier, I want to know the ins and the outs. I, you know, I'm very, I analyze everything, Mm -hmm. but that's very paralyzing. It can be very paralyzing to somebody because we as humans, you know, we want to know all the details, but God designed us to trust him and to believe in him. Even when we don't know the details, even when we don't have all of the answers, he's still God and he's still good no matter what. Um, And so Mm -hmm. when we try to be in control and we try to have it all figured out, it, it can hinder us in a way and it can kind of hold us back. And Mm -hmm. um, for so long, I was just trying to control everything in my life. And that day when he spoke that word over me that you don't have to know the details, it was like a wake up call for me. And I just remember telling God, I was like, okay, I hear you loud and clear, even though I think this is definitely wrong. (laughs) I was like, Mm -hmm. I know I hear what you're saying. And I was like, all right, I don't, I, you know, I don't have to know the details. And so time continued on and um finally that um that doctor's appointment the neurologist appointment came around in October um October 11th I believe and I was really hopeful and I was super excited I'm thinking this neurologist is going to be the wisest one he's going to have all the answers he's going to know everything and I get there and I'm sitting there with my mom and I'm going through the story, explaining everything, what's happening. And, you know, and he looks at me and he says, you know what? Um, I've never seen this before. <laughs> like, it of was course. Like, I was like, of course you haven't. I was yeah. like, okay, oh well, you know, goodness. that's what everybody else has said. Yeah. Um, wow. And it took me, I was, I held it together. I definitely, my mom instantly broke down she was just like not okay she was like okay she's like but we've been trying and to figure this out for months and she's like is there anything you can do like what you know and so again he wanted to prescribe me a medication um 
that made me a little bit uncomfortable just with some of the side effects. Um, mm-hmm. I was like, well, I don't know if that's really worth it. I was like, I think I'd rather shake for the rest of my life than have <laughs> certain side effects that were happening with the medication. Wow. And so mm-hmm. I, um, I left that neurologist appointment and I get in my car and my mom, she was driving with me and I just, I'm looking out the window and just tears are just flowing down my face. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I kind of felt like this was it. I was like, there's really no hope. There's really nothing else that can be done. I was like, I'm just gonna shake forever, I guess. Um, and as I'm sitting there and I'm looking out the window, God just kind of speaks to me. And he just reminded me and he said, Megan, you do not have to know the details for me to heal your body and for me to work everything out. And I just remember sitting there and I was like, I just instantly felt peace inside. And I was like, okay, you're right, God. I don't have to know the details. And I just, I leaned over and I told my mom what I had felt. And, you know, because for her, this was also very difficult to see me and for my dad and I have three younger brothers. And so for all of them to see me this way, it was very hard. I'm the oldest in my family. I'm, you know, the one who's always strong, who's always got it together, you know? And so it was like, to see me in this state was very difficult. Um, but all along they, we just knew it's for a reason. Um, and, and so that's, and so kind of fast forwarding, uh, to that Sunday. Well, I think it was, okay. So the Sunday that I got up and was able to share about everything, Two Sundays prior to that, we had a miracle service. Um, it was a part of a series that my pastor was doing. Um, and we had a missionary come into town um, and just talk about miracles that he had seen. It was phenomenal. Um, it mm. was it was inspiring. And I was just like, wow. And it's, it's kind of funny looking back um, that service. I remember, I think I had showed up. I think I was running late to church. <laughs> I think I... Um, <laughs> It was just a rough Sunday. I think I couldn't go. So not perfect. <laughs> yeah, not perfect. Um, I uh, I remember there was just a full house. There were so many people. I could be- I couldn't find a seat. So I was just. I remember being very frustrated, and I was just like, "Oh my gosh!" And so I'm finally I find a seat, and I uh, there was an empty one next to my my parents. So I'm sitting there, and the whole service. And I mean, you could ask my mom, like she remembers, like I, my arm was shaking the entire service. Mm-hmm. Um, and the whole time he's talking about miracles and healings and all this. And in my mind, I'm just like, I just, I want to believe it. But I was like, I've been prayed for so many times. You know, I've had so many chances. And I was like, but nothing has happened. Like I just, in my mind, I'm just like, I, I don't know. Like, I really don't know if that could actually be me today. And so um the end of the service has come and he uh does an altar call and so I I think he the altar call was if anybody wants a healing in their body or needs a miracle I think that's what it was anybody that needs a miracle in their life or in their body to come forward and so obviously people so many people are coming forward and I um obviously I'm not going to just be like well woe is me. I'm not going to go up there. I was like, well, I'm not so, you know, 
proud that I'm not going to walk up there. But um, I, again, I'm a very reserved person. I'm not, you know, the one necessarily going to rush up to the front of the altar to be like, oh, pick me, pick me, pray for me. Um, I, so I got up to the altar and one of my very best friends, he is complete opposite of me in every way, (laughs) very loud, very um, extroverted. Um, I remember standing there and I'm praying, you know, I'm just asking God, just praying that there would be a miracle that there would be, maybe this would be different. And I just feel this like hand on my back kind of pushing me. And he comes up beside me. He said, you need to go up to the front. And this is kind of out of character for, he's pretty bold, but he's never really done that with me before where he feels so strong to like, you know? And so I was like, okay, this is obviously from the Lord. If this is, you know, I was like, okay. Um, And he literally physically pushed me up to the front of the altar. And he said, he need. he's like, I don't know why he said, but I just, he needs to pray for you. You need to be prayed for. Um, so I get up there and at this point I was just like, I was just so open and willing to whatever God wanted to do. I was just done um, worrying. I was done trying to figure it all out. I was like, you know what, God, whatever you want to do. I just felt, I just felt very vulnerable with God that day. Um, And I, uh, the missionary, he did come over and he did pray for me. Um, But it wasn't until my pastor had come over and prayed for me and he actually audibly and it I actually went back later to see if it was like on the live stream um because it was just something like a moment that I never wanted to forget Mm -hmm. um but he had come over and he laid his hand on my head and he just spoke healing claimed healing over my body over any traumatic uh brain injury any emotional damage he just spoke against it and he said I declare that you are healed and it was in that moment And this is what I talked about in that testimony on that video. It was in that moment that it was literally complete and utter peace that came over me. I don't even know how to describe it. Um, It was just like, I just felt there was a shift. I felt something had changed in me. Um, And I just felt like something was brand new inside of me. And I felt like it was like the beginning of something new. Um, and I just remember leaving service that day and I really guess I didn't really think about it, but I hadn't, I hadn't had a trimmer at all that whole afternoon. Um, nothing. So this was October 30th to be exact. So that day I just kind of went through my day I had we had something going on at my pastor's house and so I was there and I remember him coming up to me and he said God's gonna heal you Megan I said he already has I looked at him I said I haven't had a trimmer all day and he just like instantly it was like he wanted to just cry he was so overjoyed he was like oh my word he's like that's incredible and so um I didn't want to be too hasty with it but I felt like I could just proclaim that I was like I do feel that I healed and I just was so excited and you know Monday comes around and Tuesday came around and still no trimmers no shakes and I was like God 
has really healed me. And I just, I'm like texting everybody that I can, you know, updating them and just giving God all of the glory. Um, but it was just, and so fast forward to when I was able to get up and speak, I felt so strong to get up there and to basically just give somebody a word. And, and, you know, I know we had uh, talked earlier about this, you know, this series of your, on your podcast and all these, I know there's so many, so many other stories. Um, and I don't know who's going to be listening to this and I don't know who's going to need this. Um, but again, I feel it so strong just as I did that Sunday. God is the only one that can work out all of the details in our lives. And sometimes we feel like we're on a little brown boat and we're all alone at sea and the waves are crashing all over us and the storm is raging and we just feel alone. But God reminded me that I'm not alone, that he's in that boat with me. Even when the storm rages, even when the rain doesn't stop, he's the one that's in control. I'm not mm-hmm. the one with the rose. He's the one, you know, moving the boat. I'm just sitting there with him, but he's mm-hmm. there. And when that Sunday, when my pastor had prayed for me and declared that healing over my body, I just remember, I felt like I could see myself in that little brown boat. And I remember feeling just not feeling, but seeing complete blue skies all around me and I remember seeing looking ahead and just seeing like a a silver lining and and God telling me you're you're getting over this this is this is going to be behind you and it was just instant peace and I don't I don't know I don't I just feel like someone Mm. just needs to know you don't have you don't don't give up because you don't know what's going to come of your trial. You don't, you know, I, I, I never in a million years would have ever thought I would be sitting here talking with you about all of this. And when mm-hmm. I'm in it, I'm just like thinking this is, you know, this is, I'm going to be in this forever. I, I never would right. have thought that God's going to get so much glory from all of this. And I'm just, I'm so thankful you know, that I'm here, uh, you know, and, and able to give God all of the glory for that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I mean, yeah. this, this is so, I mean, first of all, thank you so much for walking us through that because there are parts of your story that truly have blessed me right now in the season that I'm in. So if, if it's <laughs> any consolation, this, is helping me for sure. And you don't realize that there are parts of your stories, even if it's not the the big picture, but just the little parts that could help somebody else. And yeah, this is what's the awesome thing about God is he is our great creator. He has created us. And when you said that part about you like to know all the details and it helps you because you know, you kind of, uh, uh, it kind of helps you kind of stay in control and focus and things like that. 
Um, I'm paraphrasing, but you know, I, that's, I mean, we, we all understand that. Yeah. And we all get that because when we know the details, it's like, great. I know what you expect. Right. And the thing about God is he knows all things. Mm -hmm. And obviously he doesn't want you to be hurt, but he allowed that to obviously happen. Right. Knowing that he was going to heal you and he was going to give you a testimony that nobody could take away. And oh, it, yeah. that's the thing about a testimony is you don't realize you're in it. You don't realize you're like, like I'm in my testimony. It mm-hmm. really is the test. Right. Um, yeah. And it's just, it, it really is just such a beautiful thing when he gives us that peace um, when we still don't have answers. Right. And I think that's the beautiful part of your story. Besides the fact that you are a hundred percent healed right now, (laughs) that you have no tremors, praise the Lord. Yes. Rejoicing with you, (laughs) but that he gave you, just the reassurance before the miracle came that he was going to be with you. That right there, I think is just such a beautiful gift. So when something else happens down the road, hopefully not with your health, Lord, please. (laughs) But you know, when life happens, you get disappointed. You can remember not just your healing, but also that God was with you before your healing. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I just, you know, it's, Sometimes it's easier said than done, you know, to say, yeah. oh, yeah, I, I trust God. And, you know, I'm, you know, I believe in him. And it's and sometimes, you know, it's it's kind of funny. I feel like God sometimes has a funny sense of humor um, because he will. And, and when all of this was happening, I just remember thinking to myself, I'm like, God will do whatever he can to get our attention. And if that means, you know, me passing out hitting my head and having these tremors happen to me to get my attention, you know, he's going to do whatever he can to get our attention. And sometimes I think we just, we get so caught up in the day to day, you know, just life (laughs) in which we're human. That's not, you know, it's not a bad thing, but sometimes I think we forget, you know, to stop and to just really rest in God and yeah. to just trust in him. And, um, and I think that that's a lot of times when we go through things, I think God is just really just trying to grab our attention to get us back into alignment with our purpose and with what he's trying to get us to do. You know, through all of this, I feel like God has opened my eyes and my ears and just my understanding to just so much that I felt like I was missing prior to everything happening to me. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I have, I have no regrets. Obviously it's not ideal. I didn't like going through all of that, but I'm so thankful that I was able to go through it because on the, I'm, I'm better. I'm a better Megan on the other side of it. And, um, you know, and it's not just with a physical issue. It's, it's, it can be anything, you know, from, finances to you know marriages to families to kids you know no matter what you know you might be going through 
you don't have to know the details for God to work everything out. You don't have to know every answer. You don't have Mm -hmm. to, you know, have every box checked for God to do a work, for God to do a miracle. He's God. And, and I just, I can't, I just can't, you know, get away from that verse that really got me through Psalms 147, you know, where it says he healeth the broken in heart and he bindeth up their wounds. And the only reason he does that, not the only reason, but he does that because he's God, because he set those stars in the sky. And if he does that, then I, I, for, you know, for sure, I know he's not going to leave me alone. I know he's not forgotten me, Mm -hmm. you know, because it's like, there's thousands, millions of stars in the sky and he's called them all by name. And right. I don't know. I just hope today that somebody can feel that peace that they're not alone and that God is with them. Yeah. Well, Megan, I appreciate you sharing your story today. I mean, it is such a blessing and God knew that you were going to give him the glory. He knew that. And there's so much waiting for you. And he already has his plan in place for you. But what's amazing is he allows us to share what he's done so people can come along. (laughs) You can pull other people out of where they are. And that's the awesome thing about God is his love. You know, he loves us so much. And when we love him in return, he places this love for other people within us. You know, we need to love the Lord, but then love others. Yeah, and those are the two commandments that he's given us. That's our mm-hmm. purpose is to love God, right. but also love each other. And part of loving each other is telling people, hey, I know you're going through something, but guess what happened to me? You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just want you to just take some time to let everybody know where they could um, follow you on social media or find you and just tell everybody where they can tune into your, your church and, and information about that. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. If you, you know, want to reach out to me, I am on Instagram. Um, you can look me up Meg underscore Worley. That is my Instagram name. Um, if you want to know more about my church, um, it's uh, Tampa life dot church. Um, we do have YouTube. We do have a podcast. Uh, we have an app. Um, and so every, all the links and everything are on our Instagram there. Um, and so, um, but yeah, if, if you, you know, have any questions or if there's any other, you know, any, any other things that maybe I didn't get to just never, don't hesitate to reach out to me. Um, I would love to, you know, talk with you, pray with you. Um, and yeah, so Well, Megan, I appreciate you. And thank you so much for sharing your story with us. Thank you. I am so honored and humbled to be a part of this podcast today. So thank you, JC. If this episode blessed you, please take a screenshot of it and share it on your Instagram stories, tagging at HelloAwesomeLive. I would really love that. Also search my name, JC Pulford, J-A-C-Y, P-U-L-F-O-R-D on Amazon to buy my devotionals and coloring books. 
You can also donate to the Ministry of Hello Awesome through my link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash Hello Awesome Live. This will help fund future projects that will benefit the kingdom of God. Until next time, keep your chin up, beautiful.